Sports is recorded in Harrisonburg, Virginia, in the heart of the Shenandoah Valley. Starring Dave. Surprising little fun fact, King Griffey Jr. was the first number one overall draft pick to go into the Hall of Fame. Chris. ALCS MVP for the Houston Astros. Gary Sanchez. Brad. You're a professional. Act like you've gotten criticism before because obviously you have. And Joe. Yeah, Chris Davis is awful. And now, 4D Sports. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 4D Sports Valley Baseball League season preview. I am Joe. Uh, did some interviews throughout the week leading up to the Valley Baseball League opening day, which is scheduled for Friday, but judging by the weather forecast, may not actually happen this weekend. But regardless, uh, we we talked to the GMs of the two reigning division champions in the Valley Baseball League, Parker Neal from the Strasburg Express, the North Champions, and Jeff Burton of the Charlottesville Tom Sox, the South Champions. And we also had a chance to talk to Commissioner Alger. And I have these interviews for you here in our Valley Baseball League season preview. We'll be covering the Valley Baseball League all summer long. And first up, from the Strasburg Express, co-GM Parker Neal. And joining us now is the three-time defending Northern Division champions and two out of the last three season Valley League champions in the Strasburg Express, one of their GMs, Parker Neal. And Parker, uh, second time we've had you on the podcast. Again, thanks for joining us. And let's get started. Uh, let's talk about the 2018 Strasburg Express. Um, I mentioned there in the introduction that you guys have won the North three straight years. You've won the league two of those years. Uh, talk about, you know, the kind of, is there any pressure there knowing that you guys have that recent string of dominance and trying to get back and get a third championship in four years, maybe? Yeah, I mean, I think there's some pressure. Um, uh, I wouldn't say too terribly much. Again, it, but we typically vary year over year. You have different players from different schools and whatnot. So you usually don't see one team dominate for an extended period of time, but certainly, for us in Strasburg, our goal is always to make it to the championship and certainly win the championship. So last year, you know, Charlottesville by far had a better team, but we think we were a couple a couple bad bounces in the infield away from maybe winning our third straight. So no, we, we certainly want to win. That's what we do it for. Um, you know, we obviously like good camaraderie between teammates and the fans and the community. But you know, the ultimate goal is winning, and we make sure that our guys know that when they arrive, and we we let them know that we'll certainly do our best to get them all playing time. But you know, winning is what we're going to prioritize, and that's what we're about. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned last year you you went into the playoffs as the three seed in the North, twenty two and nineteen in the regular season. You guys just got hot at the right time. It seems to be a big key in the Valley League playoffs, especially with you know players, schools calling players back at certain points, and players having to leave for various reasons. Or you know, even the MLB draft technically happens uh, right about the start or a few weeks into the Valley League season, so you're not even sure if some of these guys are going to be around the whole season. Talk about the difficulty in building a team around that. Yeah, it's always, you know, for every team every year, it's really a war of attrition. Um, you lose a bunch of guys. Last year was actually a record for us. I think we lost 16 or 17 guys during the summer last year to injuries or grades or not happy with playing time or whatever it may be. So it's really about war of attrition. Um, we feel pretty fortunate. We've got a pretty good uh, contact list that we're able to make some quick calls usually and get a halfway decent player back into town. So, um, and you mentioned, you know, schools pulling players once they hit 
pitch counts or innings limits or whatnot. You know, we felt pretty good last year when we won game one in Charlottesville, the championship series, because um, Winthrop had actually pulled their ace, uh, Zach Peek, back. But they had told us that if we made it to the championship, they would let him pitch. So we went into game two at our place knowing Winthrop was letting him come back and pitch that game. So we felt pretty happy about our chances. Um, obviously, we all know how that played out. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely more attrition. You just hope that you don't lose some of your key guys. And if you do, you hope some guys step up and then you're able to find able to find some diamonds in the rough. Um, you know, Brandon Gronta, who for the past two summers has really maybe been the best hitter in the league. You know, he was someone that two summers ago we just kind of found during the middle of the summer. And it's kind of, you know, he took off from there. So it's just about finding some guys like that that can help you uh, help you with the late season run. Well, let's talk about some of these 2018 Strasburg Express players. Uh, who are we going to be looking at and saying, wow, that guy really made a difference this year for the Strasburg Express? Yeah, you know, we've got a lot of really good players coming. We're excited about all 30 of them. Um, you know, maybe the one we were most excited about just got shut down. He was a, a freshman left-handed pitcher from Samford University and Sam Strickland. And in their uh, in the SOCON Conference Tournament, he hit 95 on Thursday. So he, he's kind of going to be a freshman All-American with first-team All-Conference. He got shut down, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, we've got two or three kids that we think might be freshman All-Americans this year. And uh, Hogan Brown from DCU and Austin Thompson from Georgia Southern. Uh, both of those guys should probably get freshman All-American nods. Um, Sylvester Toe from UAB, he just hit 94-95, so we're excited to see what his arm looks like in Strasburg. Um, we've got a kid named Stephen Vaughn who plays from Norfolk State. He led the MEAC in home runs this year, so we're excited to see how that translates to our you know, our small park there in Strasburg. So we've, we've got a pretty good club. You know, We generally try to recruit to our park, uh, and giving it to small park as long as you have one guy in center field that can cover some ground. Your guys in the corners in the outfield could just be big boppers. So as most teams have seen over the years, we really try to lead the league in home runs and don't worry about the small game too much. Yeah. Well, you know, we at 40 sports love big boppers. So <laughs> <laughs> of course, absolutely. But, uh, yeah. So I know you're an Orioles fan too. And I'm going to branch off a little bit. Um, let's it's been a rough year for the Orioles um I know you've you've told us you listen to the podcast so I'm sure you've heard us complaining about it what'd you make of this Jim Palmer and Chris Davis spat I think Jim Palmer is completely correct and he probably should have said it sooner than what he did um you know I think the Orioles are really a joke as much as I hate to say it but um, I'm a huge O's fan as you know and, and you know outside of Machado and Jones and Scope our lineup resembles like a minor league lineup most days but you know, Chris Davis is a very frustrating player for us all to watch. He's, he's struggled for an extended period of time, and he's never tried to change anything. He's never changed his stance. He's never changed his approach. He's never changed where his hands start. I mean, he just doesn't change anything. And at some point in time, you would think he would get tired of just swinging and whiffing and maybe try something else. But, uh, no, you know, whether Palmer should have done it the way he did on air or whatnot, I don't know. But, you know, I think what he said was spot on. And if anybody's earned the right to say what he wants for the world, you know, Jim Palmer's probably one, one of those guys. So. Yeah, and I I saw a lot of people complaining about the method in which he did it, but I mean my defense of Jim Palmer there is I mean that's what he's paid to do. He's a broadcaster. They're they're paying him for analysis, and he's Rick Dempsey asked him a question about you know Chris Davis's prolonged slump, which I think is debatable. You could say it's been about a two year slump, which at that point I think it's just what he is. But uh, you know I thought Jim Palmer answered it honestly, and I you know again this is probably why Jim Palmer. If anyone at Masson gets in trouble, Jim Palmer is probably the guy because he sugarcoats it the least. I mean, 
Jim Palmer is not going to be the Mike Bordick type that, you know, when Alex Cobb throws a fastball middle, middle, and it gets smoked out of the yard, you're not going to hear Jim Palmer say good pitch, uh, like Mike Bordick. So, uh, or not a bad pitch, um, is Mike Bordick's trademark expression. Uh, so I, I appreciate that from Jim Palmer when he's, when he says, you know, the Orioles just aren't very good and Chris Davis isn't very good and he's not doing this. And so I found that refreshing, but, um, We'll see. We'll steer it back toward the Valley League now again. Um, you guys brought in a new coach this year. Uh, talk about how you found him. Yeah, uh, our coach is uh, Coach Gonk, Anthony Gonkowski. Gonkave. I'm not really sure how you pronounce his last name, but uh, he was actually our assistant coach in 2016 when we won our second straight title um, and had that really, really good team that finished. Uh, we were, I think, sixth in the country that year. Um, so he was an assistant on that staff. He was actually going to be our head coach last year, um, but because he is he coaches at a Division two school, you're not allowed to have junior college players sign. And at the time we were looking to uh, make him our head coach last year, we had already signed a bunch of JUCO guys, so that kind of you know fell fell off or kind of knocked him out of the running for that. But this year we went ahead and locked him up pretty early, so we didn't sign any JUCO kids. Um, so we're really excited about him. He, he's very knowledgeable. He's, you know, he's a player's friendly coach, which we feel is probably most important in the summer. It's just having a, having a guy there that the kids can relate to and don't mind. You know, they look forward to coming to the ballpark, just kind of hang out with them. So, um, he's got, he hired a gentleman named Kenny Durling as his pitching coach or sorry, hitting coach. And then the pitching coach is a gentleman named John Love. So the three of them we're pretty excited about. I think it's going to be one of our better staffs we've had. Um, and I think they come into town. Maybe some of them today, some of them tomorrow. So we're excited. Most of our players are reporting tomorrow. Uh, some of them are coming a little bit later, the ones that obviously just finished up their commerce tournament. So uh, hopefully get everything together in time to start rolling on Friday. Yeah, that'd be great. And again, you mentioned Friday. Uh, you open up in a rematch of the Northern Division Championship with the Winchester Royals up there at Bridgeforth to start the season on yep, June the 1st. Yeah, we're excited about it. Yeah, yeah it we, should... uh, you know, we usually play the first few games away because our contract with uh, Strongwood High School is usually in such that we don't get the feel until the high school is done, and they typically play deep into the playoffs, which they didn't this year. But uh, So most of our first few games are on the road, so normally we think if we can break even on those games and go top 100, we sit pretty decent you know, with a lot of our home games coming later. But we're, we're excited to take our team up to Winchester Friday and kind of see what we've got. We'll have uh, six or seven kids coming late that will still be playing in regionals, but uh, we still have a, a you know the bulk of what we think is going to be our starting rotation in town and the bulk of what we think our our everyday position players are going to look like. So we're excited to, to throw it all together Friday and, and see what happens. Uh, I, we're looking forward to the start of the season as well and get you out on a couple just for fun questions here. Um, let's let's ask you, who is your favorite baseball player, current or past? My favorite player of all time is Kyle Rookie, obviously with my Orioles connection. So um, I would say my two is by far the favorite. Uh, a close second is probably Kerry Wood, the old Chicago Cubs pitcher. Uh, and right now, again, sticking with the Orioles, lineage there. I'm a big Manny Machado fan, so um, he's probably my favorite current player. For at least two more months. Yeah, well, <laughs> every day they don't trade him is a day too late, so they should have traded him back to fourth season. But, uh, I agree. Yeah, it's going to be tough when he leaves, but yeah, I, I guess I'll still be a fan of him. Unless he goes to the Yankees or the Red Sox, and then he's dead to us, yeah. but um, yeah, Exactly, 100%. All right, and uh, favorite baseball movie? Bull Durham, without a question. I love it. All right. Well, thanks again, Parker, for joining us, and uh, good luck to the Strasburg Express in the 2018 Valley League season. 
Thank you all for having me and look forward to seeing you at the ballpark here in a few weeks. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. Always a good time. Thanks, Parker. See you guys. Bye. Next up is our interview with the defending 2018 Valley League co-GM Jeff Burton. And we have co-GM Jeff Burton of the defending champion Charlottesville Tom Sox with us now. And Jeff, uh, you know, getting ready to defend that title. Getting the title is hard, but defending the title is even harder. Uh, how did you guys go about in assembling the 2018 Charlottesville Tom Sox? Well, first off, thanks for taking the time to speak with us, Joe. We, um, it has been an interesting offseason for us. I mean, through our first three seasons in the Valley League, I think we averaged 16 wins, which means you didn't uh, you didn't play for any championships during those years. So this is the first time we've ever held a crown through the offseason, and, and it's been different. Um, you know, we started – I mean, after maybe 24 hours of celebration, we started with going to the players who had done everything we asked them both on the field and off and inviting them to come back. And some of them don't know right away because they needed to get back and talk to their coaches. But uh, we have gotten off to a great start because I think we have 13 players coming back from last year's, last year's team. So that takes a huge unknown out of our roster and, you know, again, we asked the guys back that we really we really loved and that had eligibility left and that uh, we thought could help us be in a position to maybe, maybe, maybe play for something at the end of this season, too. So what, what are some of those names of key returners coming back for the 2018 Tom Sox that people in Charlottesville will be familiar with already? Well, let's start with the most decorated of them, and that's Michael Wolanski. And we're going to wait about 10 days to get him in Charlottesville because we have this thing called the Major League Baseball Draft coming up in about a week, and we've asked Michael uh, if he'd like to stay home and be with his family to see if his name is called, and, and he thought that was a great idea. So while we hope Michael Wolanski doesn't come back because he's drafted by a great team in professional baseball, there, there's a pretty good chance he'll be here. We have first-team All-Valley League Sean McCracken back, uh, Justin Sorakowski, who played so well for us last year, Jake Allen, who uh, came in, and this is actually Jake's third year uh, playing for us. He came in last year at the end of the summer and caught for us, and we thought he did just a great job. Max Bazin and Eric Jones, both from Davidson College, are back with us. So those are some of the some of the names that people will be most familiar with because they were here and did some really great things in our uniform. All right. Well, now let's talk about some of the new players. Who do you expect on the group that's coming in? I know it's a team sport, and you're glad to have every single one of these guys, but who do you think sure. some of the new players that are coming in are going to just leap out at people when they go to Tom Sox games? Well, it's, I think it's always interesting to try to predict this because – you know, sometimes you, you, you see a guy and on paper or maybe you see his video and he's got this electric arm and when he gets here, you know, it just doesn't, it doesn't play that well. And sometimes it's the guy who's coming in and throwing below bat speed that's getting the, uh, getting the outs for you on the mound. This year, I, I tell you what, I, I'm going to start with maybe the smallest bodied guy on our team. I'm really excited about a left-handed pitcher we have named Cody Mall, who's coming from uh, Charleston Southern. Cody has played two summers in the Coastal Plains League, could have probably gone just about anywhere in the country to play, and he chose to come to Charlottesville because he had heard 
great things about us. Um, we have a, a couple of arms that I'm really, really excited about. Tim Miller from the University of Richmond has been their Friday night starter all year. He also happens to be a phenomenal hitter and will do that for us while he's in town, too. Great high-character kid. We have a, a freshman All-American coming from Ball State University that was consistently 96-97 on the mound uh, at the last week of the season in his conference tournament. We actually have three guys on this year's roster, all freshmen, that have hit 96 or higher in the spring. And those are just not arms that you see very often in the Valley League. And so really excited about what's on the hill for us. Um, I could go on and on. I feel like we've got, you know, 14 really strong arms to start the season, and we've got six arms that we think will play deep into NCAA postseason, three of them from the University of Florida, one from LSU, and uh, one from NC State, and one from Stanford. So you got four teams that are all national seeds, I believe. If not, they're all regional hosts that are going to provide us six arms to kind of reinforce the backside of the season, you know, when guys are starting to get shut down a little bit. So that's from a pitching standpoint, I'm really, really excited. Um, you know, from a catching standpoint, I think our fans are going to love Patrick McCall, who's a 6'6 first baseman coming from Harvard. Patrick, um, you know, like some of the guys I mentioned earlier, could have gone anywhere in the country he wanted to go. He played in the New England Collegiate League, which is certainly a peer league last year. And uh, he had just heard great things about us from some of the Harvard kids that we've had in the past. I think he's going to be a, a fantastic addition. We always in Charlottesville love the UVA guys, and we've got two of them coming this year. Both are rising juniors in Will Alaka, who will catch some and play a little bit on the corner infield spots, and Jalen Harrison, who's, a, who's an outfielder. So I think... I could, I, again, I could go on and on. I know these kids like they're my own children because I talked to them so much over the last 10 months. But those are some of the names that I think our fans are going to be really intrigued by early on in the season. All right. Uh, I know you guys in Charlottesville are big on promotions and all kinds of uh, interesting ways to get people into the park there in Seaville Weekly Ballpark. Uh, any promotions you want to talk about uh, that you expect will be huge crowd pleasers? In 2018. Well, that's less my department than maybe some other guys. We've got what I think is the absolute best promotions guy in the business. Fortunate enough, as many of our fans will know, to work in the Colorado Rockies organization for a number of years in their promotions department. And so we really feel like he's been able to, to bring a professional promotion staff and, uh, uh, you know, procedures and, 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 and different nights that he's, he's seen work in other places, he's been able to bring them to Charlottesville. So, you know, we've got guy, we've got Cosmo, the sheepdog, who's make a bunch of appearances. We, one of the big fan favorites is um, Bark in the Park. We, you know, these, these, are, these are tried and true in many a minor league ballpark across the country. We love our, um, our night where we bring in, we partner with the Virginia Film Festival, and after the game we – we show a baseball movie in the outfield. We tend to get four or 500 kids out there watching something like The Sandlot, and uh, we'll do that again this year. And then maybe the biggest promotion of them all is, is kind of our unique July 4th game. Nobody had ever played a July 4th game that we know of in the Valley until we 
decided to take advantage of our ballpark being right next to the biggest fireworks show in Charlottesville. So we get to piggyback on Charlottesville's budget, and we generally get three or 4,000 fans to a game where fans can also watch the fireworks at the end. So that's probably the one that our fans at least participate in the most. All right. Well, Jeff, it's going to be an exciting 2018 season. Um, i got to be honest with you. These just-for-fun questions are starting to get difficult. We've had you. I think this is the third time now. So we've asked you your you know, guilty pleasure songs. We've asked you your Disney movies, baseball movies, and favorite MLB players. Um, so I, I, the, the thing I have next to ask you, I guess, that I just came up with actually on the ride home before I called you was, what is a hobby outside of baseball that you are very passionate about? Yeah, um, I gotta say, I'm a pretty boring guy. I do a lot of coaching in the game, and I certainly do this, but I'm a passionate reader. In fact, I'm, I think I binge, will binge Netflix watching. I am also binge watching one particular show on Netflix with my wife, but I'm gonna leave that, um, a secret for right now. So, I tend to find an author. Uh, right now, my author is Daniel Silva. And I'll tend to read all his books in a row. Right now I'm on book 16. I think I read about one every four or five days. And uh, it's kind of the way that I can decompress after a day of working in the finance world and talking to 18- to 22-year-old kids uh, about baseball. So I love to read. All right. Well, that's a very good hobby to have. And, uh, Jeff, again, we thank you. we thank you for allowing us to talk to you. Uh, I know this week's been a really busy week with opening day coming around the corner. In fact, Friday, June 1st, uh, weather pending, you'll be playing the Stanton Braves in the opening night of the Valley League, and I think that's the game that we're looking at going to. Uh, one, because Stanton is right in the middle of all four of us, and it features the defending Valley League champion, so it just made sense. So maybe we'll see you at the park if you're able to make it out there on June 1st. But either way, uh, thanks again for talking to us, and good luck in the 2018 season. Joe, thank you so much. I look forward to talking to you again down the road. All right. Have a good one, Jeff. You as well. Bye. Bye. Last but not least, it is the commissioner of the Valley Baseball League, Bruce Alger. And we have Commissioner Bruce Alger of the Valley League with us here on 4D Sports. First off, uh, Commissioner Alger, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Um, first question, uh, what are you most excited about here? And what I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe this is the first full season of you as Commissioner of the Valley League. That is correct. First full season. Looking, uh, looking forward to it. Absolutely. So what do you think the Valley League brings that maybe – it is an important thing for the development of these young players. Well, we teach them a teach them a lot of things. Uh, number one, we we give them the opportunity to see uh, what the next level of competition is. Uh, each one of the players that come in will be will be facing a pretty much an all star lineup, um, top to bottom, uh, with no weak spots in the batting order. And uh, for the offensive players, they'll be facing somebody's number one starter uh, just about every single night. So the level of the competition uh, uh, is, has increased from, from what they 
what they experience in college with their non-division games and what have you. So uh, it gives them a chance to develop their skills uh, with the wooden bat uh, for the offensive players. Uh, their averages will probably drop somewhat from what they did in college with aluminum bats. Um, and for the pitchers, uh, their uh, earned run averages will also uh, drop a little bit uh, because it's much harder to, to to hit with wood than it is with aluminum. So, so it's a challenge. It's a challenge for them. Uh, it's good for for their development, both individually and athletically, and it gives them a chance to grow and mature and uh, show the uh, major league scouts what they have to offer. Okay, uh, well, and if the uh, same holds true for our coaches, it gives them an opportunity to to coach uh, to coach a better team uh, in most cases, uh, <laughs> and facing good competition every night. So it helps the coaches develop as well. Yeah. Um, so, Commissioner Alger, uh, what ways do you look forward to helping grow the Valley League in ways uh, from where it is today out into the future? Well, when I took over last year, I just kind of. Uh, you know, mid-season, right before the All-Star game, uh, and right before our showcase event in North Carolina. So I just just kind of let things roll last year uh, as they were. I uh, haven't made a whole lot of uh, changes this year. Uh, we're just trying to, uh, you know, clean the game up a little bit. Major League Baseball, in my conversations uh, with those executives, um, there seems to be, uh, a rising of the number of ejections in, in summer ball all across the nation. And it's come to their attention. So so we're kind of focusing on, on code of conduct and uh, uh, ejections and that sort of thing, just trying to clean things up a little bit, not making any major changes, just doing some some gradual things to, you know, to clean up some of those loose ends and, and offer a good product every night uh, for the fans to come to to support us, you know, throughout the summer. So nothing really major. We got, uh, we do have some things going on on the burner. We uh, are currently in negotiations with uh, ESPN, possibly broadcasting our championship series. So, you know, we're working, we're working on that. If we can make that happen, that will be a, be a major development for us. And uh, a fellow by the name of Grand Knight, uh, from Winchester is working on streaming uh, as many of our games live as we possibly can. Uh, so, so we got some things going on in that area that uh, that should move us uh, move us out ahead of some of the other leagues, and that gives us a little bit more visibility with Major League Baseball. Yeah, I mean, all those sound like great things. You mentioned the showcase that you did last year in North Carolina. I know there's a lot of logistical things that go into that, and. Like I said, this is your first full year at the helm, so maybe that wasn't the top priority. But do you think we'll see the Valley League in those kind of things again, or is that one of the things that you know you guys did it last year and you had a good experience, but you're focusing on other avenues at this moment? Well, no, we're not. Uh, we're not uh, dropping the ball on that showcase. Um, I'm on the NACSB board now, and. Uh, we have a committee together on that board that is trying to locate a facility for us so we can have that showcase again this year. Oh. Uh, it's not it's not out of the question. Now, a couple of the other venues that we wanted to use were a little too expensive for us. So we're trying to find a central location right now uh, somewhere in North Carolina. 
uh, but we'll be able to put that showcase on. That was a big hit uh, with Major League Baseball. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, and it really really showcased, yeah, it really showcased the talent in the Valley League too, because the Valley League was so successful in that tournament. Um, Yeah, we were very successful. I went went undefeated and uh, we had a real good showing. Uh, And because of that, we had a couple consensus of all Americans that were selected uh, that participated in that showcase. And, uh, you know, last year we also had, uh, had the number one summer uh, collegiate team. Uh, in the nation, where Charlottesville. Yeah, they were a uh, really good team. Number one. Yeah, they were ranked number one by perfect game. So, you know, those things all help us with Major League Baseball, you know, when we're when they're looking at grant money and how to divide that up between the leagues. So we're in, we're in good standing with Major League Baseball and in good standing with the NACSB. So we're just hoping to, to now that we got that momentum, we're hoping we can keep it going. Yeah. We want to give the guys a chance to play. We want them to play as much as they possibly can because we're doing it for them. We're not doing it, to, you know. We're not doing it to make money. We're we're uh, we're doing it to give the kids an opportunity to, to showcase their talents. It's all about the kids. So as many times as we can get them in front of scouts in, in that type of environment, you know, we're we're certainly going to push to do that. Absolutely. And commissioner, what would you say? I guess the biggest obstacles for the Valley League are right now today the biggest obstacle we have and, and we've talked about it uh, we talked about it every year um the biggest obstacle we have is, is allowing or getting our players uh, to stay throughout the entire summer uh we do have you know here lately i don't know what the average is but we're allowed uh, 30 players per team and uh, very rarely will we finish the season with with more than 24 or 25 players per team. You know, we have injuries, and and the coaches shut some of their players down, especially their pitchers, and call them back. Uh, you know, different things like that. So it, it, it's, hard to, uh, it's hard to finish as strong uh, as we start because we can't, uh, can't, keep up, can't seem to keep full rosters. And that, that's been the case for a long, long time. And it, it's not only with the Valley League, but talking to the other NACSB board members and commissioners you know, around the nation, it's, it's pretty much widespread. It's the same for everybody. So we try to, we try to do everything that we can to, to house the players, to feed them well, to give them a good environment, uh, let them play under good quality coaches, doing everything that we can uh, you know, to make it enticing for them to stay throughout the entire season. But that is our biggest topic. Okay. And we'll get you out of here on a couple lighthearted questions that we ask all of our interviewees. Uh, first one, I don't know if Jimmy warned you about these, but uh, first one is, what is your favorite animated Disney movie? My favorite animated Disney? Yeah. Oh, let's see. Good golly, I don't know. Uh, I would have to go with uh, a big-time favorite for, for all of my, my children. Uh, I would have to go with the Lion King. Oh, we love the Lion King. Yeah, good answer. <laughs> yeah, I just I just watched it again the other evening. So. <laughs> that was a big that was a big hit for uh, for my children, and and uh, really enjoyed it. All right, and the last one we'll ask you here today is: What is the song that you like, but you're afraid to admit to other people? A song that I like, and I'm afraid to admit to other people. 
I don't I don't know of the song, but I can tell you uh, when Hootie and the Blowfish came out, uh, I actually bought the CD. And because <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed it, and I'm still, I still haven't lived that down with with my uh, my children and my friends. They, they, some of them still call me Hootie, so that's I'd have to go with that. <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you again, Commissioner Alger, for taking the time out of your busy schedule, especially the week before the season starts here to talk with us. Uh, we appreciate it on behalf of the other three guys who weren't here today. Uh, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to talk to us, and we look forward to talking with you some more, maybe run into you at a Valley League game this year. Well, absolutely. Uh, it was a pleasure and an honor to be able to talk with you, and I'm available anytime. Just don't hesitate to give me a call. All right. Thank you, Commissioner Outer. We appreciate it. All right. It. Thank you, my friend. Talk to you soon. Yes. Bye. Bye-bye. Again, we'd like to thank all three uh, interviewees this week, Parker Neal from Strasburg, Jeff Burton from Charlottesville, and Commissioner Bruce Alger for taking the time to talk to us in the lead-up to opening night in the Valley League, which is Friday, June 1st. You can catch us at the Stanton Braves and Charlottesville Tom Sox game. Uh, weather pending, of course. Uh, forecast is for thunderstorms, so you might not catch us anywhere. But uh, if they're playing ball somewhere in the Valley League, we'll be trying to make it there this weekend. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, it was interview heavy uh, we do do some analysis and talk about the games we go to uh, as the valley league season unfolds so be sure to subscribe to us on itunes 4d sports podcast you can find us on facebook like us there 4d sports podcast and you can follow us on twitter at 4d underscore sports we are on there all the time uh tweeting about the valley league games we go to uh we're really just huge baseball fans and we love baseball and we hope you do too Keep listening to us, subscribe to us on iTunes, as I mentioned, and you will never miss another episode between those three avenues. So for Chris, Dave, and Brad, who were unable to be on this week, I'm Joe. Thanks for listening. Good night.